1: Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues, Gina and Margie from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 644 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast.
0: Today we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just text us, Vicki, Gina, Margie, or me, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so contact us today.
1: So the first boo bash was last week, which uh, I believe Stephanie's the one that talked about it last week, that, that the, we were going to ha- have one the day before we actually air the show, but... Obviously, we didn't know anything about it at that part. So I don't know about you guys, but I heard mixed reviews. Did you guys hear anything? I've heard mixed. So some people really liked it and some people didn't really like it. And from what I could tell, I only watched four or five, which I mean, that's a lot. And then and read a couple articles. But um, apparently, if you had a plan, then you were golden. And I know Gina was watching Tim Tracker earlier. So you might have watched that one. He had, he had a plan of like what he was going to do. Like he listed out in his mind, okay, I know I want to see the cavalcades. I know I want to get the candy. I know I want to see the characters and anything else but on that. Or Yeah, I think that was it. was like gravy for him. Mm-hmm. He was okay with whatever else he got to see. Well, he waited late enough that I think like what Stephanie was saying, that the, um, the kids are so tired so when that last hour, he was able to ride Space Mountain and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah, it like was he, only like a 25-minute wait
2: for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train for him. Like, And he said he right. didn't even wait that. It was like 15 minutes. Right.
1: So he felt like it was worth it. That's Now that's somebody that we, I think all of us pretty much watch him at one time or another. And somebody who was there until it closed. Correct. Correct. Um, I just thought it was interesting that... They even think it's high. And um, so that segues right on into uh, Stephanie because Stephanie's now gonna talk to us about the next big ticketed item at Disney World.
0: Disney's merriest ever after hours party. Uh, The details were released and we were all a little shell shocked, I guess, Mm. whenever it came to the price of the Boo Bash and how they kept limiting your experience, but upping the price. Well, I guess they just loved the fact that people bought into that boobash and they weren't shocked. Like, I mean, yes, people were shocked by the price, but they paid for it anyways. And so Disney continued to surprise us with these prices. So if you're actually staying at a Disney resort or Swan and Dolphin or the Swan Reserve or Shades of Green, you were able to start buying your tickets yesterday if you could afford them. Tickets range in price from $169 to $229. I kid you not. I didn't misread that. Plus tax. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, it's a lot of money for these tickets. But wait, there's more. (laughs) It is available for select nights in November and December with the exception of December 19th and 21st. And guess what? On those nights, it's going to be $249 plus tax annual pass holders you guys are so and dvc members you guys are so lucky because you get a discount guess how much ten dollars
3: ten dollars select <laughs> nights. laughable in november only when <laughs> they said that i was like ten dollars ten ten dollars really?
1: like if it was ten percent or something you know well kaylee said if i can't buy a souvenir or something with that money then it wasn't a big enough discount yeah,
3: ten dollars.
1: Well, I so. mean, the sad thing is, is that they're going to
2: keep rolling out these prices like that because people are paying it. Mhm. Yeah,
3: if we go on like Disney Strike.
2: <laughs> I know I did for Boo it didn't work. Yeah, same. I am not buying these outrageous tickets. There's no way.
3: It would be fifteen hundred dollars for my family to go on Chris on December twenty first. Isn't that insane?
0: Yes.
1: $1,500. Okay, and you got to remember, the Christmas one, it doesn't give away loads of candy. Yeah. And this is from 9 p.m. to
0: 1 a.m. for that price. I'm just saying it's not even a long time
2: that you're there for that price. It just blows my mind. I just, I, we talked about getting the b tickets for our trip, but uh-uh, no, I, I In fact, we changed
3: our day that we're going to Magic Kingdom.
1: Yep, we sure did.
3: Well, for those of you who want to go and want to bring me with you... um, (laughs) On a scholarship program. (laughs) Yeah, on a scholarship program. The event has 24 nights that you can go to through November 8th or all the way through December 21st. It is from 9 to 1 in the morning, but you're allowed to get into the park at 7 p.m. So if you get there at 7 till 1, that is a long time in the parks. So here are the dates. Um, They're the 8th, 9th. Okay, here are the November dates, sorry. The 8th, 9th, 11th, 12th, 14th, 16th, 18th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 28th, and 30th. And then the December dates are the 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 14th, 16th, 17th, 19th, and the 21st. So, um, Disney wants you to know that this event will. Okay, here are some things that it will include um, Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks and Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas time parade. Um, and that'll include Mickey, Minnie, and all of their friends, of course. And then Santa Claus it feels so weird to talk about Santa Claus right now Yeah, it does. in August Like, anyways he will be there he is scheduling it all of those dates on his calendar so make sure know that he will be there um, and so the Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks are new but the parade is going to be the same since 2013 so no changes there But it is exciting that there's actually a parade. This is true,
1: I just was sad because I do remember when I paid the money for our family to go to uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas and then it was the same parade. I'm like, we already saw this parade. And then my friend was like, oh, the parade is uh, the same parade every year. And I was like, even at the party? And she's like, yeah, I thought there was like some magical thing about having it at the party, but no.
3: So it's, but it's at night, right? Yeah, yeah. If you go there at seven or even eight, um, you'll actually be able to see both the 50th anniversary fireworks and the Christmas time fireworks. So you'll get two fireworks shows and a parade, and low capacity of rides. So look at you being all positive. It is
0: really nice to be able to do all those things. I just read that about the the 50th
3: anniversary fireworks that they'll be showing on all of those dates as well which made me happy (laughs) i was like okay good i'm sad and
2: excited i'm sad that you know happily ever after has to go away but i'm excited to see the new one so here are some things that you can also expect that are beyond fireworks and parades. So the holiday attractions, um, overlays are coming back, you know, like the um, Jungle Cruise will be the Jingle Cruise, which is my all time favorite. And then I don't remember this ever happening, but Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor will get new jokes that are centered around uh, the joyful season. I don't think they ever did that before.
1: Just glad it's back so they can do whatever yes, they want.
2: me too. <laughs> I'm excited. So after the park closes to the day guests, um, you'll also enjoy less time waiting in line for more than 20 attractions, including Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Peter Pan's Flight, Space Mountain, and more. You'll also have sightings of the Disney characters throughout the park, and they will all be dressed in their holiday best. And I guess my favorite part. While you're out walking down Main Street, USA, be sure to look up to the sky because you might just catch some magical snowfall. Dance and boogie the night away at themed club tinsel dance party in Tomorrowland. Um, You can also enjoy complimentary snacks like ice cream novelties, popcorn, seasonal treats, and select bottled beverages. They'll also have specialty holiday food and drinks that you can also purchase. Disney Photo Pass will offer holiday magic shots throughout the night.
1: Now that would be probably worth it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. I just, is there $250 worth of things? Hmm.
3: I think there, I mean, minus the candy that you get at the Boo Bash, I feel like there's way more offered at the Christmas one. Yeah, that's
2: what I was thinking too.
3: And the Boo Bash, at least this year.
1: The thing that I was wondering though is now, I realize we're ramping up in numbers of COVID right now, but prior to that, when they started selling tickets for Boobash and then they said there wouldn't be no stage show, well, the people stand in the same spots for the stage show as they do the fireworks. So why couldn't they bring the stage show back? I was confused about that.
2: No, I did like with the cavalcades that they did have the to gear parade
1: music. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did like that too. I did love that i just love that music anyway me too
3: (laughs) well and the cavalcades were halloween themed and so i mean it was technically a parade it was just a smaller one right well and they that
1: was the one thing that i did like was they let the people that were staying after hours know when those cavalcades were coming oh that's nice rather than during the day it's just listen for the music kind of thing right All right, so a couple weeks ago, I don't know if either one of you will, I know Margie wasn't because she was sick, but we talked about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney about the Black Widow and how her pay was only coming from the box office sales and in March that Disney had decided to also make it Disney premiere release on Disney Plus and that because that was not in her contract, they did not give her any of that money and she was suing them for that well. We thought for sure that they were given the money. I mean, she did her job. She did what she was supposed to. But this week we found out that no, they did not. And they've released her from all future projects with Disney. She was supposed to direct and and be a part of Hollywood's Tower of Terror, the movie. And that has been scrapped. And so when someone called Chapik and contacted him this week, um, they didn't mention Johansson or Black Widow. Or he didn't mention them by name during the conference call. But he was explaining this, and these are direct quotes. We value flexibility in being able to make last-minute calls. He also said that during the studio's initial plans to release the films in theaters, once more, they didn't anticipate the resurgence of COVID, Chapek said. That he and former Disney CEO Bob Iger, who's now the chairman of the board for the studio, determined that hybrid distribution was the right strategy to enable us to reach the broadest possible audience amid the pandemic. He also explained that the strategy would be viable option for the studio in the future. Distribution decisions are made on a film by film basis. Chapek said, we will continue to utilize all options going forward. Chapek also addressed concerns with fair compensation for actors when it comes to releasing films on Disney Plus instead of solely in theaters and reportedly claimed, we found ways to fairly compensate our talents that no matter what, everyone feels satisfied. Even if this is true, shouldn't Chapik have put in the actor's contracts that the compensation would come from venues used to show the movie? For example, Disney Plus, box office, etc. So all means of showing the movie. I agree. I think they should have included Disney Plus. And then, Gina, you were on that one because Brandy was on that one with us. And I remember that she had heard that her daughter had heard the rumor about. Emma Stone. And I will talk more about her in a little while, but apparently she did not jump on board that. And I'm, I'm glad because they've let Scarlett Johansson go. And I, so what are they going to do? Recast that role? I mean, that's a big part of the Marvel universe. Probably down the road. I don't Who knows what they're going to do.
3: But how much more was Black Widow a part of things? Like... I don't know how much more she was going, not saying that Scarlett Johansson should not have complained, because she definitely should have been paid for the money on Disney Plus, Plus, I mean, movie things. But, And I don't know exactly how much more she was lined up to do for Marvel, but I mean, she was killed off in- the last Marvel one, but it seems
1: like everybody can come back in that in that series. Well, yeah, cause I mean,
3: <laughs> the, Black, the Black Widow movie was pre Thanos, or was it in between? I can't remember the time. I can't like, remember oh, the order, like... but, but I know anyways, what you're talking about. It was like before she died. Sorry if nobody has, if people still have yet to see um, Endgame. That, yeah, that's But been if you a haven't while. seen it by now, you're not going to see it. Um, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What I'm saying is, I don't know how much more she had in the Marvel Universe, but knowing that she was going to do a Tower of Terror movie, that's sad. Because they've tried to do a Tower of Terror movie so many times, and it keeps get getting put on the back burner. I just think
0: Disney put their foot down in a big way on this. Like, it... They wanted to take a stance, and they sure did. I just, when he said we found ways to fairly compensate our talent so that no matter what, everyone feels satisfied, clearly she didn't feel satisfied. And why aren't they just coming out and sharing? Like, then this is how we're compensating. Because they're not telling us what the percentage in the park
3: is.
1: (laughs)
0: They like secrets. They love
1: secrets. Well, and, and I just felt like his, the reason I read that whole long thing was... I just felt like he was like, I'm the boss and this is how it's going to be. And if you guys don't like it, there's the door.
3: Yep. And that's what Scarlett did. She was like, okay, bye. Right.
1: And so, I don't know. I'm just hoping that this doesn't become a normal occurrence because we do have so many regular characters that work for Disney, our regular actors and actresses. And I hope he doesn't scare away some amazing talent. She wasn't my favorite actress in the whole wide world. I just feel like she got a raw deal.
3: Did he say that after she complained, or, like, we found ways to fairly compensate? I wonder if Bob Iger,
2: uh, like, is the one that came up with some kind of compensation or something. Because, I'm sorry, I just don't see Shapack coming up with anything. He pretty much, well, there's Thor. You know, that, that's my feeling towards him. Well, if
3: you're wondering if Disney's hurting for money, well, yes, and this is another like, what Stephanie is about to tell us is another reason why I do not like the story that we just talked about. Like, why couldn't Scarlett Johansson get the money? Because he's about to tell us. Go ahead.
0: Disney would like for you to believe that their Disney Plus subscriptions have stalled this week. But Disney Plus has 116 million subscribers, which is more than the 113 million that they originally projected. Get that? They're, they have 3 million more than they projected. Yeah, 3 million, not even like
1: 3,000 or 300, 3 million. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Disney Plus continues to grow with original shows like Loki. Loki was one of the most streamed services across all platforms during quarter three. Bob Chipik is naming November 12th Disney Plus Day. This will be the day that Disney announces the new titles that will be released to Disney Plus. Kind of excited about that.
2: Oh, what a yeah. birthday present for Abby. <laughs> so, Woo-hoo!
3: a little comparison here with the subscribers for Disney Plus. Disney Plus has been out for what? Like two years since 2019. November, ni- November 2019. November 2019. We had a snow day. And <laughs> they have 116 million subscribers. Netflix, which has been out for forever, forever, <laughs> forever, forever, they have 209 million subscribers so Disney Plus is like, all, like right on the heels of Netflix. Right. Anyways, I just wanted to say that they're not hurting. They're not hurting for subscribers.
0: They also released their quarter three financial report. The company announced a 17.02 billion revenue, which is higher than the expected revenue of 16.76 billion. So. They're doing pretty good, guys. They're okay. <laughs> they're not hurting. <laughs> it's for all the extra money we're giving them. And then they're going to just keep charging us more. Why do we love Disney this much? Ah! <laughs> Disney Parks experiences and products reported revenue of $4.3 billion, which is an increase of 100% versus the quarter three of 2020, um that had 1 billion more than last quarter. Domestic parks made a 2 million dollar profit which makes their first profit since March of 2020. International parks had a loss of 210 million. So international parks
1: that's because of all the closures though. I mean they they like closed at the drop of a hat so that it didn't spread. Like they were very proactive.
3: And Disney World Ups their percentage at a drop of a hat to get money. Right. right. Okay. Yep. You got it correct, Margie. I mean, I read this and I was like, uh then why do we have to pay $249 plus $49 tax? to go to an after-hour party? That was my party.
2: thought too, Margie.
3: And why are snacks getting more expensive at the parks? And why is this happening? You know, I'm just yeah. like, gosh. You're making money, even with all your cruise ships not sailing. They want to make more money. We were watching
1: that one show um, on Disney+. Plus. It's about the making of rides.
3: Oh, I love that. I love that show. I do love it.
1: And on that thing again, who did they have but Walt saying, I just want a place where families can go and have fun together for a reasonable price. Well, this isn't a reasonable price. Exactly. Which is why I'm like, somebody needs to show this to the top people. Because I know that poor man is rolling over in his grave.
2: It might be a reasonable price for them with their paychecks. But us normal Americans that work nine to five jobs and work our butts off, it is not.
3: I also do feel that it is, um, I hate to say this, but it is crowd control. Because the parks are already so busy at the price of the tickets that they are, that if they were less, then they would be even busier. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, you're right. Like, people would be able to go. And, And I hate to say, like, that, because I do want every single person to experience Disney. And not every single person is able to experience Disney because of the price. So, I don't know. crazy. Crazy. But $249 is too much. Well, for... and I just
2: keep thinking back to 2019 or 2016 when my family first went to Disney. Family of five. And it was like, even including with the dining plan, I mean, we had free dining, but it was $3,500 for the five of us to go. It was reasonable. Mm-hmm. And now
3: it's like almost double that for us to go. My friend has a ticket, a military ticket from, like, 1998, $15 to go to Disneyland. 1998, $15. I'm like, that was not that long ago. Why did we not go as a family? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, you weren't
1: a family yet.
3: (laughs) No, I mean, as me, as a child. Because my dad was in the military. My dad was in the military. So I'm like, wait, why didn't we do this? Because there's five of you, right? I needed to, well, there's seven of us. That's, seven,
1: okay, that's why.
3: <laughs> that's why. They
1: only um, had two hands each, and they had to keep track of seven
3: kids. That's, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. We we spent our days at Six Flags and SeaWorld, so we still had a good childhood. Um, well, let's move on to, like, a really crazy story. Yeah, I don't understand this. When I read this, I'm okay, like, Okay, so a Florida man, Stephen Jordan, he's 31 years old. He was arrested in, um, what is the name of this county? Pin- Pinalis? Pinalis? Um He was sending threatening tweets to Walt Disney ex- ex- executives. <laughs> Sorry. He was a mean tweeter. <laughs> he was a mean tweeter. He harassed, He's also harassed other companies on Twitter before his account was suspended. And so here are two of the tweets to Disney. At Disney... We will blow up all of your exec houses with C4. A- at <laughs> Disney, I will toss a hand grenade through their loft window. Why is he upset at Disney? I
1: know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why?
3: Because he doesn't want to pay $249. That's what I was
1: wondering. They, did, they didn't give us any background on it. They just told us that he was stupid
3: and did this. He also didn't spell through correctly. Yes, I know. He admitted to sending the threats, and he was taken into custody by local law enforcement. He had a prior conviction for a false report about planting a bomb, explosive, or weapon of mass destruction. This guy is crazy!
1: (laughs) What a dum-dum. Sorry.
0: (laughs) It's just...
1: Come well, no, on. I thought that was funny too, Stephanie, because I immediately caught that spelling too. The listeners can't see it, but the direct quote, when he said through, it should have been T-H-R-O-U-G-H, but he did T-H-R-E-W. So that and it tells me that he's not of a, a right mind. <laughs> he's a couple french fries short of a happy meal.
3: He at least did not pay attention in English class.
0: What was he thinking? It's just funny that he got arrested. Like, oh... <laughs> What do you think was going to come
2: out of this? I want to know the backstory. Why? Why was he doing this to Disney
1: and other companies? Why? Maybe he just likes attention. We just had to, or I assumed that it was because of the pricing. Because honestly, I've seen more lately on social media of people that are just angry with Bob Chapek. I know we talk between ourselves or whatever, but we don't put anything like on social media for everybody to read. <laughs>
3: No. Oh, I have read. And we don't threaten them either. <laughs> no, but I'm on a lot of Disney, you know, of course, Disney Facebook um, groups, Facebook. It's really all my wall is. Like, it's my newsfeed. It's just all of the Disney groups that I'm a part of. But I don't get anything from friends and family. So,
1: anyway. mean, <laughs> <Hope laughs> like going wrong with your family.
3: <laughs> I know change my notifications so I actually get like friends and family back on my news feed but man when they released the price for the Star Wars the Galactic oh my gosh people went nuts they were like they were like well I guess I can go sell my kidneys or they're like (laughs) I've heard yeah they're like I heard kidneys on the black market I saw on TikTok
2: this guy had He was like a cast member and talking about how much it was going to cost. And it was a mannequin arm. Like, that doesn't cover it. And it was a mannequin leg and an arm. I was cracking up. I was like, oh my god. For an arm and a leg. So so excited. We heard this week that Space 220 Restaurant at Epcot is set to open in mid-September. An exact date has not been announced but Zach Ridley released a video on Instagram. Here's what... Zach had to say about it beginning with a trip in first in the first ever space elevator traveled 220 miles above the earth at this new restaurant that fits perfectly in our Epcot story this immersive experience brings you to the sanitary space station where you can take a virtual look at the planet from above while you dine The Space 220 restaurant is located adjacent to the mission space attraction, and it takes fine dining to a whole new level. Your immersive experience begins as you check in to the Space 220 departure lounge in Future World. From here, you'll board one of the two space elevators, and that will transport you in what seems like 220 miles above Earth to the sanitary space station. As you begin your ascent, you look down through a viewport to see Epcot shrink away. Looking up, you will see the space station come into view. Once you've docked, then you'll head through the sanitary space station themed dining area. And inside the dining area, you'll experience a panoramic view of Earth below, and a variety of work and leisure activities taking place beyond the windows of the space station and the views are just part of the experience. Our Disney Imagineers are excited to have created this experience for Executive Chef Mark Cushy to showcase his culinary wonders. The Space 220 Restaurant menu will feature stellar dishes and gourmet recipes with two-course prefix menu for lunch and a three-course prefix menu for dinner. The upscale contemporary fare will be bring new meaning to the height of dining. Rounding out the meal will be a unique beverage from fine wine to atmospheric cocktails and more. In fact, we looked at possibly getting reservations, right. didn't we? But then we kind of vetoed it with
1: the prefix menu.
3: Are the reservations
1: available? Well, they're they're saying that they're going to be starting in mid-September, but we wanted to just do like Gina was saying, see if you can get us a reservation for dessert. Like dessert. And a drink. Oh, oh, yeah. But that's not an option. It's like two courses at lunch or three courses at dinner, and we all know how much that costs. That be our guest, so we can just kind of figure. So you can get a reservation for October right now. You can't get a reservation for anything right now. In October. <laughs> no, the
3: reservations—they're not opened yet
2: i saw somebody else complaining on one of the disney facebook pages today about that they had a large party like we do the
1: same exact dates that we have and they're like there's nothing available i felt terrible i was there i was on my computer at 4 59 this morning yeah i had everybody's ideas and then i said last night maybe you should give me some other choices and they were like whatever you can get i'm fine and so I was hoping that that was true because there were literally four places I told Kaylee that we could get all nine of us in on the Friday night, October 15th. So it was really sad. One of my friends, I went out to lunch the other, our dinner the other day, and she told me she booked a trip and it was innocent of her. She did She honestly didn't know. She's been working at home since last March, her and her husband. And she's like, it's our 30th this fall. We're going somewhere. And he's like, okay, book it. And so she just booked Disney. And then our friend was like, what? You didn't have Vicky do it? What are you, crazy? And she's like, well, if you could give me some reservations to food. She said, I have one dining reservation for my whole week. And I said, well, I can try to help you, but I don't know. And then when I got on there today, I can't I'm like, I can't help her. I
3: can't even help myself. Because people are crazy and they hoard reservations. I know. I hate it.
1: I know somebody who does that.
3: I just dropped a Chef Mickey for eight for September 5th. So somebody's excited right now. Mm-hmm.
0: So back to the space 220. I'm I'm still like if it's going to open in September, like when are they going to start accepting reservations and how much? They have not told us.
2: And they didn't even say what the what the menu the prefix menu was either. I so lost.
1: those are important things we need to know. <laughs> well, so if you remember right Steph, when we reported that the Star Cruiser was opening, then the following week we got the pricing and the food and everything. So maybe...
3: So listen again next week. <laughs> I hope that they like don't just say that they just don't automatically open up one day. I hope that they give us a fair warning, at least like a day in advance. We are there mid-September and we have been looking forward to Space 220 since they announced it and my husband is like, if you don't give us, if you don't get us reservations <laughs> there, <laughs> he's like, this might be a cause of divorce. No, I'm just kidding. He did not say that, but <laughs> I'm just saying like, I'm so nervous because you can we You only are... do what you can do, Margie. No, I'm not nervous that I'm not gonna get it, but I'm just nervous that I'm like, oh my gosh, it could possibly be open. Like when we're there. True. What would and you do that's if it just exciting. Like the day after? I will be so sad. We're there for a week. Like, we're there till the 24th. And so... That's past the midpoint. Yeah. 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 And so if we have to change our Epcot day, we'll change our Epcot day kind of thing. You know, like, we already changed our Hollywood Studio Day because of Oga's Cantina. Like, we weren't able to get a reservation on the day that we were there, but I got one on a day that we weren't there, so I just switched them because reservations are still available. Good. But anyways I'm just like super excited and I told my friend who's going in January about it and her husband also has been looking forward to this restaurant since they announced it and their son is four and he like knows everything about space he knows all about astronauts he knows all about spaceships and like when they showed him the video of like what this restaurant is he like got wide-eyed he was like I'm going to eat in space with astronauts. <laughs> <I'm> like.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Sarah is probably doing a jig this week because she was so excited. It will definitely be open by the time she gets there in January. So yeah. well, we hope it's open for you too, Margie.
3: We're looking forward to
1: it. I uh, kind of touched on this a little bit when I was talking to you guys about Scarlett Johansson. Brandy, when she was on the show, said that her daughter had heard in a rumor that Emma Stone was also going to file for a lawsuit to Disney because her movie was also premiered, Cruella, on Disney+. Plus. However, I'm thinking that she didn't because this week she confirmed that she is going to do the Cruella sequel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay! If you've not seen that movie, guys, you need to
3: see it. I'm excited. It's not free on Disney+, Plus yet, is it?
1: No, it's not. And, and then you, they haven't. What's interesting is that movie came out sooner than Jungle Cruise, but we already know when Jungle Cruise is going to be on Disney Plus. We don't know when this one is, and I thought that was interesting. But the movie, if you haven't seen it, follows the rise of Cruella Deville's fashion career. And this movie made 26 million on the opening weekend. So um, the sequel was rumored to be in the works when Cruella actually debuted, but now we know for sure that Emma Stone has locked in. And we're just waiting for Disney to give us more details. It was really well done. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not giving away anything other than to say that. And the costumes in that thing are amazing. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, because you have to wait till it's a date night. You need to schedule a time when you can drop off the kids with grandma so you can have Corilla night.
0: See, that's why I have to wait till it comes on Disney Plus. Oh, right. So that I, the kids can just be in bed and asleep.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Walt Disney World Swan Reserve was scheduled to open on September 1st, but that is not happening. Now they're reporting that it's probably going to be late September when they open. If you are a guest who's impacted by this change, you've been probably notified already um, directly from the Swan and Dolphin Reserve Hotel, and then they're going to help you find new accommodations. Disney has been really good about this. If anybody's worried about booking and things not opening or um, any of that Disney is always fantastic about making sure that they do you right. So I, I wouldn't worry um, if that's one of your worries right now. If you haven't heard from Disney and you have a reservation at this hotel, then you need to go ahead and reach out to them because they've already reached out to everybody that they thought they should have.
1: They were ahead of schedule, so I wonder what happened. They were working pretty diligently on this in October and in February when I was there and I thought, they're gonna be done ahead of schedule. And Vicki was wrong. That's why I'm not a construction worker.
3: Well, I have some really exciting news, you guys. Oh boy. Like. <laughs> I thought you were going to cry. <laughs> I'm holding back the tears. Because. we. I have talked about this before. On this podcast. How excited I am. For the music. Of the 50th anniversary. Because. The 65th and or the 60th anniversary in disneyland disneyland forever i cannot listen to that music without crying so i am so excited that they have given us a snippet of the 50th anniversary song um they released it this week and it's called the mute the magic is calling and that alone makes me happy okay and when
0: you say snippet it's like 30 seconds
3: literally <laughs> yeah it's like little tiny like here listen to these choir members sing for like a second and listen to the orchestra for a second and listen I'm just excited for it all to come together and we don't hear the singing of the vocalists yet so right. I don't know what that's gonna be <sighs> I'm just ecstatic okay so the new song, um, it's, it has been released, and the platinum selling songwriter and music producer, Elena da Francesca, was chosen to create this anthem for the 50th anniversary. I listened to the um, interview, like the little tiny snippet of an interview that she did, and she said that she wanted the song to, and it's called The Magic Is Calling, and. She's like, I just wanted the magic of the parks to call you to return. And I'm like, I don't need a song to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I will come, I will come, I will answer, I will answer the call and I will go to the magic. So I'm just excited. Some other people that are working on it is an award-winning composer, Emily Beer and singing Phenom Journey. Um, so I'm just excited to hear all of it put together. Um, the Anthem will be used, and this is also really exciting to me, because Happily Ever After is used at Magic Kingdom, and that is where Happily Ever After lives and stays. But this Anthem will be used across the resort, and it'll, so it'll tie the whole celebration together. And A different arrangement will be used at each of the four Disney World parks when their park icon is transferred into their beacon of magic at night. Because each one of the icons, we've talked about this before, has their own facade that will be put on it. So that anthem will be heard at every single park, every single night for 18 months. (laughs) So... I'm just excited. So here's a little snippet of the song. Listen quick, because it's a (laughs) snippet. But here you go. I wrote
1: a song called The Magic Is Calling for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. They asked me to write a song that embodied the concept of the magic of the park calling to you. There's like that quality in
0: a Disney song that you just can't seem to find anywhere else. Hearing the choir sing the song for the first time was surreal and it was epic. I mean, Disney World only turns 50 once and I feel like the music's
1: been a huge part of people's
0: lives, but the parks have been such a big part of people's
1: lives. When people hear this song, I really hope that they feel inspired to get back to Disney, get back to their dreams and share that with their family.
2: Okay, so rumor has it that Disneyland Resort has been rehearsing Main Street Electrical Parade! I'm so ah! excited. I hope, I hope this means that eventually they'll bring it back to Disney World because that is such a big memory I have of my childhood, you know? i mean i remember i had i had a record player and my mom bought me the record that had all the disney music on it and it had the electric musical for music on it and i would play that thing all day long. i i just really hope they do bring it back to disneyland but or disney world but disneyland i am excited for you so (laughs) the uh that we were rehearsing the Main Street Electric Parade and a Christmas Fantasy Parade. So, which makes us think that these parades are actually going to return to Disneyland in the very near future. We already know that Disney World will be bringing back parades at the disney nearest after Halloween, or Hours party, because we just talked about it. But Disney has not confirmed that they are bringing these back. But, if they're practicing it, Come
3: on. It's it's coming back. They're coming back. They're coming back. It's a pretty solid rumor. Cause Disneyland doesn't even have. They don't have calvacades, do they? No. See, right now they don't have anything.
1: They had that 66th, and it was just like for a week or two. They had those little 66th anniversary thing where for the mm. resort, where they had Mickey and friends, like the immediate the originals, in like little cars or something they were driving by people, but that was the only thing that we recorded reported on and that's all I've seen on video or anything. So yeah, this would be a big deal for them.
3: No, they're gonna come back for sure.
1: Well if they don't bring it back to Disney
2: World, I am getting my butt out to Disneyland to see.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So good idea.
1: Two late breaking things that I wanna throw out at you guys. Number one, remember how there are so many crazy people that go into the parks and they buy up everything or they go on shop oh. Disney and they buy up everything yep. and then they go on eBay. Well, guess what? Disney got their number and they are now putting a limit of two on things.
3: Yay. Okay. It is a limit of two, but when it comes to clothing, it's a limit of two per size per person in your party. So So they could still get a lot of them. You could still get a lot. Like these people, they still can work it to where they get a lot, but they can't get as much as they could before. Oh,
1: I know. When they walked out of Slash Mountain with five rented car uh, strollers with stuff and then sold it for hundreds on eBay. So I was happy about that. And I felt like we needed to announce that. And then the other thing is... Last week, we talked about how there were still Rise of the Resistance and um, Spider-Man, the Web Slingers. They had uh, virtual passes later in the afternoon. Well, guess what? On Sunday, this week, there were passes at Hollywood Studios. In Disney World? Yes. (gasps) Wow. So that's going to be good for you, Gina. (laughs) I'm not going to Hollywood Studios in October. In December, I'm going, so I'm hoping I'm getting men then, but that seems promising to me. I don't know if so many people have wrote it now. I the, deal is. the last two times
2: Amanda has went, she's been able to get it in the morning, so that's why she's on, I, you know, I saw you saw that message. She's yeah. on duty to get it. <laughs> she's, I don't
1: know she what has what? She
3: she's got it. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Of course, you know, I check ride times on the daily, Pretty much all the time because I don't know what I do and the weather in Orlando <laughs> every day. I don't Make know. Make yourself jealous. But I have noticed a decline in the weight lines. These this last week, and I want to say the summer crowds are are dwindling. Dwindling. Because like
2: everybody's going back to school. Yeah.
3: And so they're actually really manageable now. Like I saw once um, Flight of Passage got up to 210 minutes one day. And I was like, oh my gosh. But like the last week, it's only been 60 minutes for Flight of Passage, which that sounds awesome. I'll wait an hour for Flight of Passage. No problem.
1: Well, I know that this morning I was looking at them (laughs) because something came across and made me just want to check it out. So I thought Margie does this all the time. I'll do it. So I checked it. And I told Brad that the biggest wait time was 45 minutes. And that was uh, Seven Dwarfs, Mine Train, and Jungle Cruise. No, not Jungle Cruise. Prior Pir- to the Caribbean. Wow. 45 minutes.
3: That's nothing nowadays. I'm telling you, either either the crowds are diminishing because it's not summer anymore. Or they have lowered. But but the, crowd, the parks aren't selling out either. Right, right. So I just think that the crowds are diminishing because of school. It's all starting back up and that in- people are getting afraid to travel again because uh,
2: of yeah. the rise a lot of the people. Are their Disney mm-hmm. trips.
3: Yes, they are. So sad. I know.
1: Very sad. Well thank you, Gina and Margie, for joining us this week. And if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question, a comment, you can just email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can now text us at 636-395-0544. And even if you don't have a question or a comment, you could just say hi. We'd like to know <laughs> and hear from where you're from so that we can know a little bit about you. We'll give you a shout out on the show. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Stephanie, Gina, Margie, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your reservation.
0: And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki, Brad, and Kaylee will be sharing the next value resort in the resort series. This one is Pop Century. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Capades podcast.
1: Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. <laughs> See you real soon. Have a magical day,
0: my friends.